got your Bibles, turn over to Matthew chapter 2. Very familiar scripture. Last week's message, we we talked about what was so special about Christmas. How the, the culture is trying to remove Christ from Christmas. And even how Christians at times, this time of year, we actually neglect it. So just really focusing on that and instead of going through the motions, you know, I was kind of thinking like, if you're not celebrating Christmas for the right reasons, what are you actually celebrating? So just, I don't, just keep that stuff in your, in your head as we go through this stuff. And I was thinking, is it just a few days, you know, Lindsay, I know you're looking forward to the Christmas vacation, but is it just a few days off of work or school or whatever? It should be more than that. It should, it should be more than that. So let's, let's remember that. I'm not making fun of you, Lindsay, you're good. Instead of just focusing on, you know, the food and the family and and, and all that's good. It really is. Like I said, I love it. But let's focus on Christ. And it's so easy to miss, especially as Christians. It's just easy to miss the reason for the season. So let's really focus on that this year. The birth of our Lord and Savior. It's just, and it still baffles me. And it's amazing to me how Jesus came and died for me. For my sins. You know, I'm nothing. And, and if you're saying, he, he died for the whole world. It, it just, uh, it's so amazing you know, to redeem us and reconcile us back to him. There was this great gulf that sin created and he reconciled us himself. He didn't send a messenger. He did it. it just, it's just amazing to me. It, it really is. So again, this is familiar scripture, but if there was a title this morning, and I don't know if Daniel has it up, do you have Christ for Christmas? Do you have Christ for Christmas? So starting at the first verse there, I don't know if I turn this on or not. Can you guys hear me okay back in the back? We're good. All right. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was, where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who shall shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent to them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I may too come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. And we'll stop right there. Like I said, we've, our culture today has all these different agendas. You know, you, I, I don't even really want to go through them. The LGBTQ, I mean, all this stuff is just, the, the culture is just pushing this stuff and cramming it. And you know, the, the one thing that they're really trying to do 
is remove Christ from Christmas. You know, I actually read something this week, and it's kind of sad. Now they're actually trying to adjust for pedophilia. That's, that's the newest trend. They're just born that way. They're just born to love those people. That's their identity. Hey, come on. It's a different story. We'll preach on that some other time. But again, they're, they're trying to remove Christ from Christmas. They're trying to remove Christianity. They're trying to get rid of the Bible. Folks, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. They might get rid of the Bible. They might get rid of our our church houses, but they're never going to get rid of the Word. As long as we Christians exist, they're never going to get rid of it. They've tried. As you've seen here, they've tried. And it's never going to happen. Never going to happen. You know, it's, it's funny though. It's okay to be religious. It's okay to be religious. It's okay to talk about the Pope. It's okay to say, I'm going to pray for you. But as soon as you mention Jesus, everything changes. As soon as you say Merry Christmas, everything changes. Well, for some people, they don't don't really get it anyway. But as soon as you mention those things, you know, it's okay to get in debt by going and buying the world a present, isn't it? But as soon as you say Jesus, you're simple-minded, you're narrow-minded, you have all this hate. And believe me, some Christians, they, they, they do show hate. and that's, We should be absolutely ashamed of ourselves. Because that's not what this is about at all. We should be the most loving people there are. We should be the most loving people there are. You know, I'm sure everybody's heard it. You, you get called old-fashioned, simple-minded, stupid. We've all heard that, right? As soon as we say Jesus. I mean, wasn't it too long ago that somebody on the news was talking about Jesus and actually got muted? Beep. What? It's like they used to do that on TV for cuss words. Now it's Jesus. Now you can hear everything on TV, right? Yeah, we're going the wrong way. We're going the wrong way. But take heart because he's still in control. He's still on the throne. He's still on the throne. They've tried for years, as we will see here. Let's really spread this Christmas what it's actually about. You know, it's great to get together with families and open presents and eat and all that. But let's not forget about Jesus. Let's not forget that. And every one of us are guilty, aren't we? Oh yeah, let's just get together. We might say a little prayer, we might not. It's all about the presents, all about the food, all about to get together. Again, I love it. But let's not forget about Christ. Because that's what, that's what we're here for. That's really what it's all about is Christ. But a lot of people are celebrating a Christmas without Christ. And that's the problem. That's really what we want to address this morning. <clears throat> I was just thinking about all that. You know, as soon as you say Jesus is the reason for the season, the miraculous birth, you know, 33 and a half years without sin, you're crazy. You're nuts. I, I really don't care anymore. Let them say it. Because we know the truth. And they need to hear the truth. That's the thing. They need to hear it. Don't miss Christ this Christmas. You know, it's funny as I was studying through this, kind of thinking about all the stuff going on today. It's like you read the scripture this we went, we just went through. It was the same thing 2,000 years ago. Herod. He was the king. Right? Herod was the king. He was in charge. He hears about this newborn Jesus. I'm the king. We've got to take care of this problem. He was threatened by it. What did it say there? He was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. 
he was troubled by it. You know, I, I, I remember, I don't remember how, how many Christmases ago it was, but Tony preached on just how crazy Herod was. You remember that? He was nuts. Killed his own family, his wife and kid. He was crazy. It was all about him. It was all about him. And these, these magi, wise men, whatever you want to call them, astronomers from the east came. Where is Jesus? The new king of the Jews. And it was a threat for him. He wanted to remove the threat. There's no room for another king. Isn't that the same thing we do? Isn't that the same thing we do? I'm the king. There's no room for another king. I call the shots. Don't we? We even do that as Christians, don't we? It's about me. Who else struggles with that? You guys are a bunch of liars. We all struggle with that because it's our sinful nature. We want to be king. But we definitely want Jesus when there's bad times, right? That firefighter. But we don't want him involved in all the other decisions and answers and all that. So do you really have Christ for Christmas this year? If he's not calling the shots, if he's not leading and guiding, do you have Christ? Do you have Christ? Herod definitely didn't want him in the picture. That's not really what we wanted to focus on this morning, though, but that's, that's an example. You ever read something just kind of over and over and over and over, and then all of a sudden it just kind of like light bulb? That happened to me this week. As I was reading through this, and I've read it probably, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 times just this week and last week alone. When it talked about him being troubled, it says he assembled all the chief priests and scribes of the people about where Christ was to be born. Well, first of all, that that tells me that Herod knew of the prophecy. He knew the Messiah was to come, right? So he, he put all these religious people together. Robbie used quotes this morning, so I'll, put it, I'll use it too. Religious people together. Where is this Jesus to be born? They quote Micah 5 2. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So this was kind of my light bulb moment. So you had these. Magi, wise men, whatever you want to call them, astronomers coming from the east. Searching for Jesus, right? Why wasn't these people searching for Jesus? These were the religious people. These were the people that knew the scripture. These were the people that knew the prophecy. Did you ever see them trying to find Jesus? I don't. It, it just kind of clicked in my head. I'm like, wait a minute. How many times have I read that and it really didn't click? Has that ever clicked for you guys? They're not searching for Jesus and they're the ones that know about him. It's just, it just baffles me. And it's, the, it's still going on today. How many people know people that can quote Scripture like you wouldn't believe? That can say the best prayers that you can ever hear? 
But like Brother John says, they have the head knowledge, but they don't have the heart knowledge of Jesus. And I'm, I really don't want to go into it. Yesterday we were to man his grandma's and they were kind of going back and forth, something to do with the Gospels, and somebody said this and they didn't agree. And I kind of get out of those situations. I'm like, eh, you guys. But I just wanted to tell them, unless you have a relationship with Christ, none of that matters. None of that matters. You can know every scripture there is. You can memorize it. But unless you have a relationship with Christ, it does no good. Same thing with Christmas. You can believe it all. But unless you have Christ, it's nothing. Nothing. I'm just like, what is all that knowledge doing for you? If it's not taking you to Christ. It's funny. Years ago, Greg will remember this. For our reach out, we had this little idea that we would go out in the community and invite people over to reach out, you know? So yes, I was going with a bunch of kids, knocking on doors. (laughs) We got a bunch of doors slammed in our faces. Well, the last guy we walked up to, I don't really remember the conversation much, but he's quoting scripture. He's basically making me look bad because I couldn't. I'm like, dude, I don't know. I can't remember anything. You guys know that. Then he starts talking about drinking and alcohol and all this and that. I'm thinking, all this knowledge you have about the Bible, what about Christ? What about that relationship with Him? Don't you think that people out there have a knowledge of Jesus? They have a knowledge of the Scriptures. What's it doing them? What good is it doing them if they don't have Christ? And really, you know, we we talk about it a lot of times at Christmas. It should be every day of our lives as a child of God, not just Christmas time. You know, I was thinking about that. What what great can we preach at Christmas this year? (laughs) The gospel. (laughs) The gospel. That's what it's all about. You guys know I'm not a good speaker. I'm not a good prayer. I'm not this. I'm not that. But the gospel speaks for itself. Amen. The gospel speaks for itself. Do you have Christ this Christmas? Do you have Christ this Christmas? Yeah, you might have been saved at one point, but are you following Him? Are you letting Him be King? Are you, let, hitting, are you letting Him call the shots? That's really what you've got to ask yourself. And like I said, it's amazing to me that those religious people that knew the Scriptures, the prophecies, they weren't seeking Christ. But you have these astronomers who studied stars and they were seeking Christ. We don't really know much about them. We always think that there's three, right? Every Christmas play we see there's three. We don't know that for sure. There were three gifts. That's why we think there were three. <coughs> the other thing that we think a lot from Christmas plays is we think they were there in the manger. That wasn't right either. It could have been up to like two years old, which is why Herod was killing all the babies two and under. But when they actually got there, it said they went in the house. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. They went into his house. They were diligently seeking him. 
Can't you imagine that? I mean, I don't think Bethlehem was a really big area, but they were going probably from house to house trying to find Jesus. And then when they saw the star again, where he was, they rejoiced exceedingly. Made me think about how he, in heaven, how they rejoiced when a soul was saved. It's what made me think about how we should be celebrating when a soul is saved. Like I said, we didn't really we don't really know much about them. We don't know if they were religious. We don't but they were diligently searching for Jesus. And the religious people weren't. The religious people that knew the scripture. And we can get in that mode. We can think we know the scripture. We can think we do this. We can why teach a class. I don't need anything else. It's about Christ. It's all about Christ and the relationship with him. Like I said, Brother John always does such a good job talking about that head knowledge and heart knowledge. And there's a big difference in those. You can know all you want to know about Christ, but if you don't know Him, it's doing no bit of good. It's doing no bit of good if you don't know Him. If you don't know Him in the free part of your sin. That's why I was like, these people should have been waiting and watching. But yet it was Gentile people that were searching after him. It just clicked. I'm like, why, we, why weren't they searching for him? Why weren't they searching for Christ? <clears throat> Can't you imagine just how excited they were when they got there? Again, it's how excited we should be when someone finds the Lord. Because that is the biggest decision you will ever make in your life is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We want Him as our Savior, as Tony says a lot, and not our Lord. That's the difference. We want Him to save our souls to allow us to go to heaven, but we don't want Him running our life. We want to be King. It doesn't work that way. He's either Lord and Savior, or He's neither. He's neither. It's like having your cake and eating it too. It doesn't work. Especially if you get fat like me. It doesn't work that way. He's either both or he's neither. Lord and Savior or none. You know, I was thinking about this too the other night at Hallie's birthday party. So Hallie, little Hallie turned three and we were all at her party. What if we were there celebrating... And she wasn't there. Isn't that kind of what people are doing at Christmas that are celebrating Christmas without Christ? They're celebrating the birth of Jesus without Him being there. Isn't that weird? Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. I know that's a horrible example, but only one I could really think of. The birth of our Lord and Savior. He is the reason for the season. Let's not forget that. Let us not forget that. Let us not miss that this Christmas. He is the reason for the season. And if you don't have a relationship with Him in your heart, today's a good day to find that relationship. Because that Holy Spirit's calling out to you and tugging at your heart. I know there's been people here for the last six months. The Lord is calling. He's calling. He wants to save a soul. Perfect time here for that to happen, isn't it? Yes. 
Perfect time of year for that to happen. Turn your life over to Him. And if you have been saved already, and He's your Savior but not your Lord, you need to fix that too because it's not doing you any good of good. Oh, I got a home in heaven. You're missing a lot of blessings out here that you can take out that door and show to the world. And I was thinking about that a lot this morning just as I was kind of going through this stuff. There is a lost and dying world out there. The culture is going the completely wrong direction. Like I said, Christ is still in control and He's still on the throne. And He needs His people to share His love. Now, I think Christians get such a bad name. You're hate, you're this, you're that. That's not by any surprise. There's some Christians that are pretty bad folks. We need to love. We need to love people. Why is that so hard? You know, we go out those doors, we come in here and sing Kumbaya and get the good feelings, and we go out those doors and treat people like awful. Why? That's not what this Bible says we should be doing. That's not at all what it says we should be doing. Oh, this Christian, they just hate. Let's hold up our, our signs and say God hates gay, hates gay people. Folks, we're wrong for doing that stuff. We're wrong. The Bible does not set, tell us to go do that stuff. It tells us to go out and love. There's a big difference there. There's a huge difference. And if you're going out and doing that stuff, Stop. That's not what God wants us to do. That's never, you know, there's a guy I used to work with. Everything was, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't. And I'm like, you're pushing people away. You're pushing people. How about you live by example and show them what the love of Christ does? How about that? Wouldn't that be a little different? But no, let's go bang them over the head. You shouldn't drink, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do this. How about let's show them a little love? You know, just think about all this LGBTQ and all that craziness. Let's love them. Let's love them. Well, we don't want nothing to do with those people. Well, didn't Jesus die for them too? Yes. And can't He change their heart? Yes. There it is. We gotta do it. We have to take it out those doors and do it. That's the hard part. It's good. It's easy to say it in here and amen and all that. Let's go do it. That's the difference. That's the difference. That stuff just kind of fires me up. The Bible never tells us to go hate. And if you have hate in your heart, do you really have Christ? Do you really have Jesus ruling over your life? And I think we've all done it to a point. We've all done it to a point. Don't miss Jesus this Christmas. Don't miss Christ. It's so worth it. It's so worth it. Do you have room for Him? Do you want to be king or do you want to allow Him to be king? How about we Christians make this season about Him and not about us? And let's go change someone's world. 
There's folks here this morning. Their world needs changed. Because they may have never accepted Christ with their heart. Do you have room for Him? Do you have Christ this Christmas? Or are you just a religious person reading your Bible and praying to someone? Knowing Scripture, praying beautifully, but you don't know Christ? That's actually a very scary place to be in. Because a lot of those people like that think they're okay. I pray. I read the Bible every day. I do good things. I talk nice to people I love. It's got to start with a relationship with Christ or none of that other stuff's doing any good. It's good. Right? None of it's doing any good unless it starts with Christ. Do you know Christ this Christmas? Is there room for Him in your heart? Is there room? You've got to answer that question. Something you have to answer individually. Uh, whew, sorry, you guys know I get so emotional. I can't help it. Brother Mike, as we get a verse of the song, I just want to ask y'all to stand. If there's anyone here this morning that the Holy Spirit's calling out to, don't leave here this morning without accepting Him to your heart. Again, you'll never, ever regret that decision. That is the most important decision you will ever make. And like I said, it's got eternal consequences one way or the other. Do you have room for Christ? That's the question this morning. Do you have room for Him in your heart? Accept Him before it's everlastingly too late as we have a verse of a song.